Yo, what's up, everybody? It's Justin live from B2B Vault, the biz to biz podcast sponsored by Nationwide Payment Systems, hosted by this guy, the John Elway of payment processing himself, Alan Kopelman. And we'll be providing you educational information about fintech, small business, payment processing, and the technology businesses are using in the world today. And in today's podcast, we'll be talking about the future of work, what that will look out like in the next five to 10 years, even in the next two. Yeah, it's changing rapidly. It's definitely changing. Sure. COVID uh, had a lot to do with that. Um, it's been, nothing's really changed for me. Um, but yeah, anyway, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing well. Tonight starts uh, football season. Hence, Hence we the, broke out the football the, the what is this? The 1972 Miami Dolphins undefeated season signed football. Yeah. Do you guys have uh, emotional damage? Because you haven't been to the <laughs> been to what to a Super Bowl since? Then. Yeah, it's been pretty sad that we haven't been. We went to the Super Bowl with Dan Marino, and was then they 1985. Got we got our butts kicked in by San Fran. What year was that? 82. In the 80s. And then the Dolphins never went ever again. Dan Marino never won a Super Bowl. In fact, I was other- two years old. The only reason why I know this is because my uncle, Uncle Jerry, shout out to Uncle Jerry. You're yeah. the man. Um, I'm going to have to get a picture that I, I got to show you this picture of him. Anyway, he has every Super Bowl on VHS. Wow, that's cool. So when I was a kid and I would spend, if I had to go and spend the weekend over there or whatever, um, it would just be like a Super Bowl marathon. I okay. could watch, go back to like, I don't even know. Whenever, I, you know, I can't remember. It's probably the VHS is in the Whenever the 70s. VHS started, he had the Super Bowl. So the so the other day, uh, Joe Montana came out and he said Dan Marino was, he thought was one of the greatest quarterbacks. That was nice. Who? Joe Montana. Thought that Joe. Thought that Dan Marino was I think he's being guys. polite. Whatever. He said it. That's Joe it. Montana was probably, in my opinion, growing up in the 90s, like watching football was well, that my favorite, com- dude. The Dolphins had like the most a prolific offense. And then we had Mark defense. Duper. We had Mark Duper, Mark Clayton. We oh, had, yeah, Mark Clayton. Yeah. They were the two fastest guys in the NFL at the time. They would just run past everybody. We had tight ends that could catch the ball. We had no running game whatsoever. The running game was in the seventies. We had it all. We had yeah. I mean, that did. I mean, Bob sport, Greasy did seventies is fifty years ago. I know. Bob gotta Gre- relax. Bob Greasy did nothing. He handed the ball off to Larry Zonka, Jim Kick, and Mercury Morris, and they ran over everyone in the NFL behind Larry Little, who was a massive I mean, guard. The, I don't mean to talk too much mess to you because the Packers, I mean, I'm from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Shout out, you know, we don't have an NFL team in Milwaukee, but we do have a team in the Green Bay, Wisconsin. Right. So Green Bay Packers. Yeah, Green the, Bay the trophy the that everyone goes to get is named after who? Vince Lombardi. The head coach of what? The Packers. Yes. Legendary, legendary, the state of legends, Wisconsin. Anyway, uh, yeah, Green Bay went through a terrible streak when we had Don Mikowski, bro. Oh, my God. We would get destroyed. We're hoping that maybe 
We have Tua, McDaniel. I don't think Tua's going to make it this season. Well, we have maybe. I'm not the only person. And I'm not not happy because Mike White got injured, the backup. He came from the Jets, got replaced by Aaron Rodgers, and then the only thing left behind him is the third-string quarterback. I I hope Aaron Rodgers does something out there because, I mean, when he said that the Packers wasn't, like, putting people around him that – you know, like, and then all all that he's doing now is going to get all his old receivers. Right. What were you really talking about? I don't know. I mean, we had Randall Cobb, Jennings. Uh, I don't even. The list goes yeah, on they and had on. Great and receivers on, there. Yeah, I was like, the only the the one thing that I always say we always lacked in Green Bay since I can't even remember the lad. Uh, what was his name? Started anyway, uh, a running back. We haven't had Edgar Bennett. That's like the last running back Green Bay has had, in my opinion. No, that's the problem with most teams. They can't put it all together or they have it all together. Then there's injuries. I think with the new rules, with the concussion and all that in the NFL, I think they definitely need to expand the rosters. They need bigger rosters. Well, that'd be good for, you know, athletes. Yeah. Give more of a – excuse me. I, I mean, I know they got a big practice squad too. So like, Yeah, but it's limited because, you know, like the dot, like you get two or three guys injured, then you got to take guys off the practice squad. Those guys you make gotta, 10 grand a week. Yeah, but then you got to go find other guys, and they're not in shape or ready, and then more guys get injured. You're and right. then you got – and then you're putting guys into the game that aren't – haven't worked out with the team. It's that's nuts. why they need to expand the roster. They need to expand the rosters at least ten players. Yeah. Anyway, and, man, we could go into yeah, a whole we, NFL. We could have a whole NFL podcast. Uh, this week's going by like a freaking snail. We had the day off for the holiday. Yeah. It's only Thursday. I feel like it's been Thursday all week. <laughs> um, Let's get into my. The more- uh, yeah, we're my house is done painted. They painted my house this color of a. The creamsicle. Um, oh, man, that's the Florida coral. I know. It's the, you know. Florida the coral. Caribbean. Yeah, Caribbean coral. Vibes. I don't have a problem with it. My kids are, they are think it's hilarious. Okay. Because when I show them the creamsicle box, now they can't, they can't stop. They can't stop. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, the future of work. What do you think? I think the future of work is going to be nuts by 2030. I mean, I listened to what's the guy now? I'm gonna rem- not remember the guy's name. Mike, the guy, the work, the dirty work guy. What's that guy's name? Dirty, dirty jobs. Yeah, dirty jobs. So he, so I was listening to him, you know, and and I was listening to he was on another show, and then they they were talking about AI and work, and they were talking about how in factories, you know, when they brought in robotics and all that, you know, into factories. How that changed how I mean, factories hundreds work. Hundreds of thousands of people lost their jobs. Right. And then they're now they're talking about the same thing could possibly happen with all this AI. Which I all right. But I'm not it's a, supposed to happen. Right. How do you evolve? Right. You have to evolve. Things so, evolve and change. So I like we went from starting fires with sticks and stones. Right. But my but I'm gonna finish making my point. But, but we then, gotta evolve. But then the other problem is is that we have a need for tons of other jobs and nobody wants to do those jobs anymore. 
because everybody's being told, oh, you must go to college and all that. No one wants to do those jobs, bro, because the yeah, but I wanna, pay rate hasn't increased. So yeah, but I'm talking people about people aren't doing those jobs anymore. I know, but I'm talking about plum- even college kids. Anymore. I know, but I'm talking about plumbing, electricians, air conditioning. Well, they took yeah. that out of the, We talked about that on a podcast before. They right. took that out of the high school. They got to put it back in high schools because there's a major shortage. When you want to get trades you talking about. Yeah. When you want to get something done at your house, man, you got to call 10 people before you find a guy that. And it's going to be expensive. And, and you don't. You, yeah. And you don't know what I their experience that. level is and all of that. That's got to change. But, you know, work. The other thing is, is, you know, like there a lot of companies started you know, putting people to work at home and then they wanted to bring people back to the office and then people shrunk their offices. I mean, we drive around our area. We're in the middle of an indu- an office area. I would it's call not it- an industrial complex because nothing's being built, but there's yeah. just office buildings. We're surrounded by office buildings. Yeah, it's an, they call and- it the business. It's the Cypress Creek business corridor. I, that Lauderdale. sounds like a great way to explain it. And it's just office buildings, warehouses, tons and tons of office buildings. Two years ago when I started, this place was a super, super ghost town. Oh, yeah. Plus, tons of people closed up businesses at the time. People that And then I, about on. a year ago, it got really busy again. Yeah. And then now it's kind of like. Well, I think a lot of people started to the hybrid thing. They yeah, no, but they moved. Like they reduced their office space, and they have like I talked to one of our. (laughs) I agree, that's smart. I talked to a client recently, and they were telling me they said, "Oh yeah, we had six floors in an office building. Now we have one floor, and and they moved to a new spot. They have one floor, and only ten people have an office. Everybody else has to go on a." Website, schedule time for the office or schedule time for conference rooms and things like that. Meeting rooms to come in and do their meetings. And they said he said the young people want to come in and work in the office. And most of the other people are comfortable working at home. But they also did a big shift where they bought a company in the Philippines. I'm not a big in a big agreement with that where they employ about 300 people now that are doing work that they said nobody wants to do. Well, no one wants to do it because you want to pay them $7 an hour. They get paid a lot more than that. So one of the, they're the highest paid, one of the high, they said they're one of the highest paid employers in uh, the Philippines. I'm I'm not talking about in the Philippines. I'm talking about it in America. Well, no, it's not $7. Those types of jo- yeah, bro. Come on, man. It's an office job. Yeah. How much? 12? No, like 10? they were, they were paying like 20 bucks an hour or more. In what economy? No. In, I mean, in what state? Whatever. I mean, we could get into whatever. It, Let's not get into pay. I'm just yeah, saying. That I think people have shifted to where. Listen, we get calls from companies that want to do telemarketing for us. One guy's in the Philippines. One guy's in India. One guy's in Pakistan. We got one guy today from Jordan. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jordan. I never even. I never even got a phone call from there before. And and they're in all these different countries, trying to sell us you know, uh, services, you know, virtual, the new thing is like virtual assistant, hire virtual assistants. And these virtual assistants are all over the world or all over the country. Yeah. And that's like a big changing thing. It's like a new thing now. Like we got a company now 
trying, we got a couple of them uh, that one, we're already doing credit card processing for one just applied the other day. What's their business supplying virtual assistants. I don't, I mean, that's not new, bro. No, I'm saying it's growing. I'm not saying it's new, not new. It's, I'm saying it's a growing industry, virtual hiring, having companies that find you. Again, that's because people, I mean, this is, this is, you're a business owner. Right. I'm a business owner. Yeah. So I look at this as two ways. One, it, the businesses are trimming the fat, right? Yeah. And so they're, it's all about operating as lean as possible. Yes. Right. So the problem with that is, you're you're taking jobs away from qualified individuals that are in your community and you're hiring people outside of the community for cheaper right in some cases not in all cases okay right right i agree but you know again yeah, yeah you're helping your business but you're you're not helping the greater scheme of things that's true right yeah. also I understand the business owner side of it because we're trying to run as lean as possible and the people in our community can't work for what we can pay them. That's also part of, you know, part of the problem. That's is, part. That's a yes, main part of the problem right yes. now in America is people are, would rather go work for themselves for 10, $15 an hour and do the hustle and do what it takes rather than go work for a job and make $15 an hour, pay taxes on that, right. have to whatever, all the other stuff. And the other, and you come home with a really shitty paycheck. Well, the other problem is, is that you have rent, you know, property taxes. Everything is up. expensive. No, no, bro. but I'm saying that's caused rents to go up. And rents to go up like in office spaces. And it's very hard. There's a lot of big empty office spaces. Yeah. But there's not a lot of small empty office space, like 2,000, 3,000 square feet. You can't even find that. If I wanted to go rent 10,000 square feet, I could go get a great deal on 10,000 square feet. But I don't have the need for 10,000 square right. feet. But I'm saying to go, to have, if you want to have a small business and have an office, it's very hard today because you can't go find something. That's why most people are operating right out of their house. Right. They're That's turning their saying. garages into their office. That's what I'm saying. They're being forced to do that yeah. because of the, because the, you know, these people that own the, I was reading a story where this company Rackspace bought a mall and now they're going to move out of the mall because when COVID came, their employees all wanted to go work at home. And then they, a lot of them relocated outside of this, the city, wherever they are in Texas. So now they're going to move everything out of that building to a smaller building outside of the city where more of their employees live mm -hmm. so that they can have an office closer to where the employees move to. Cause a lot of employees moved out of the city into the suburbs. Yeah. That's like the one investment group that's literally building, trying to build a city in San outside of San Francisco. Right. There's like three Oakland, or four. There's three or four projects that are trying to get done in California, where company went and bought property and they want to put up an office building. Man, it's or, and, city bro. and house. No, they want to build an office building. They want to build a city. Right. They want to build their own city. Exactly. And it's going to be for 
their employees, the people like, because I mean, I understand, you know, trying to get a house, you can't afford that in San Francisco, Oakland, wherever, you know? Right. So they want to make out. it affordable for their employees. Yeah. I mean, smart. I think that's going to pop up all over the country. And you know, like where my daughter lives in Cedar Rapids, there's a couple of big companies there. Smart cities. And doing the same kind of thing where they moved in, they bought up all this one company, Collins Aviation. They merged with another company. They bought up all the empty office space in the corridor. That's right where my daughter's TV station is. And they bought up all the buildings over there. And that's all their offices. And then all their employees move from other states into the area. And it's much cheaper to live in Iowa than it is to live in Florida or New York or Chicago or wherever all these people were living. Yeah, no doubt. It's more affordable living. I mean, the younger generation is, you know, they're more, they're more mobile, right? Like, they're not like me. I have small uh, not small but i still have teenagers so i can't just pick up and go right like, no but i'm saying if your job move, like let's say i moved the office i said oh we're gonna move to north florida who wants to move people might want to move because it's cheaper to live over there and give people a better living opportunity that's what's going I mean, on that's There's, a possibility that's what's right? going on no, but on for a very sure. large scale it's going on <laughs> yeah but no let's doubt. talk about like you know and also like they're talking about taking empty office buildings and renovating them into apartments they're talking about taking these empty hotels and turning them into apartments because there's tons of them there's tons yeah, of empty businesses yeah why don't you just let the homeless in they're doing that in some cases too they are doing it in some cities and it's working yeah, and some cities are taking care of other people and not taking care of the homeless. We won't get into a whole discussion about that. But the other thing is, another thing that's growing big is like the whole like contract worker, gig economy, like people who, oh, I need someone to do this job for five days. Again, that goes back to the employer. I, I mean, no, I'm just saying it's a growing trend is what yeah, I'm talking but that's about. Be, yeah, I mean, we've been forced into that. Like well, this is a this is a touchy thing for me, man, right? Because oh, yeah. like I'm I'm a contract worker as well still, right? Yeah. So like I mean, I'm not we don't have insurance here in the office. I'm not throwing shots at you. I'm just saying like we don't, right? So like there's there's a lot of reasons why employer employees rather or people in general are saying, I don't want to work. It's like, we there's no incentive. If they have to do everything on their own, what is the real incentive of going to work for somebody? There no. isn't much anymore. Like, I, I mean, I'm in a different situation. Like, you know, I like what I do. I like where I work and shit. So I come to work every day. I'm lucky and I'm blessed in that regard, right? Yes. But I can wake up one morning and literally feel that I, I, you know what I'm saying? I understand that side of it in that way of thinking, because it's tough. It's tough. The way the world is, it's tough to be optimistic. It's hard to come and be striving to do your best work every day because it's it. so hard to live outside of what you're doing. And so like, you know, the contract worker thing, I'm all for it, but what does that really say about, you know, like the infrastructure of the United States? Well, look at how many people are employed in like the gig economy of Uber, Lyft, yeah. DoorDash, 
uh, Instacart. I mean, how many companies are out there that employ probably millions of people? And who are working multiple jobs. Right. Like you see these guys who are doing Uber. They're doing Uber. They're doing Lyft. They're doing some Instacart. They're doing DoorDash. Yeah. They're doing every one of those companies. Most of the people who do that. And then the other thing is like retail and restaurant is changing too. Uh, kiosks, self-checkout. Like I saw Trader Joe's came out and they said, we're not going to ever do self-checkout. I like it. And uh, so the other day, you know, I pay attention to self-checkout. So well, you know, all these... Aldi's does self-checkout. So whatever Aldi's is doing, Trader Joe's isn't doing. Okay. So, well. So it's the, the same I, company. So I went, Oh, it is? That's They're weird. only, yeah. I didn't know that. They're brothers. So I went to uh, Target. And I usually don't go there, but I was in the shopping center. And I said, oh, let me go in Target. There's something I need in there. So I went in Target. So I went in Target. When I went to the self-checkout, I was a little shocked. Because the lines, did like two cashiers with people in line so i did the self-checkout went to self-checkout they have cameras on you at self-checkout the whole time up there down there yeah and there's like a tv screen and they can see you and, and if you had a problem you could actually talk to somebody through the self-checkout thing because i asked the lady i said oh, can they talk to you and she goes yeah if i'm busy then something's going on they'll talk to you they must have like ai watching it i'm sure they do and then live bodies and a live person probably can watch a hundred of those cameras because they have one One person oh yeah i mean you're because there's an ai i'm sure when i was doing when i'd see i was just not too long ago as well at target and i thought the same thing but I just imagine there's a guy in the security office monitoring those five, no, there's six. probably someone in an office, not even anywhere near there, hundreds of miles away. And they're mm-hmm. watching these monitors and they're watching. I'm like, going to ask. I got to ask. Now I'm curious. Well, I can tell you that we use AI. Let's say you're doing live streaming, right? So we have companies that do live stream and they live stream, let's just say some suggestive material. <laughs> So they That's have a different with what you're talking about. I know, but I'm saying they use the same technology How to do, do you that. Know what technology Target is using? Because I'm pretty darn sure they don't have one guy watching six people. They have one guy watching ten stores. I'm serious. It's easy to do with AI. There, they know How what many to Target look for. stores are there in America? Probably thousands. Yeah, a couple I don't thousand. see one guy being. I see one guy watching each store. I doubt it. I'd be, uh, don't be shocked. If they're doing that, it's inefficient. We can sell you some AI stuff to help you. Because I'm telling you, they look for certain things to move and all that. All what do you these, think work will look like in 2030? You didn't answer. What it's going to look like? It's going it, to, we might, we might see, it depends how everything starts going in society. Are people going to, you know, there's companies now pushing for back to work, come back to the office. I know myself. We're going to be way, way more efficient working as a team in the office, okay? Rather than, oh, Justin, you come in two days a week and Samantha come in one day a week and, you know, and and Sean come in a couple of days a week and, you know, Anna go work at home. That, that's not going to be efficient. You're not going to get efficiency out of, out of everything that's going on. Doing that, being in the office, you gain a the whole different level of efficiency and teamwork and camaraderie and all of that. I think it's different for everybody. I, I don't know if there's a, you know, like a 
super equation of work no, home. Just, I know for a fact that as a, somebody who being home two days isn't enough, right? Like it's just not enough. Like America, that's what's wrong with America now. Like we don't have, we don't take time for our mental health. There's so many things wrong with the way that this system is set up. Um, I, you know, I'm totally against it. Listen, when I was a kid growing up, I remember you didn't go like Saturday and Sunday. There wasn't a lot of businesses open on Saturday and Sunday. I'm st- there, I, there wasn't I, a I lot. remember that too. I mean, like there wasn't but a lot. What I'm saying is like the future of work in 2030, man. Like I hope that it's like a lot more just easier for people to work. Um, you know, like. I don't know how to make more money for everybody, but the wealth gap and and all this, that's, there's no incentive. Like I get it, dude. Like people are tired of working. Like there's no real incentive. We talked about it the last podcast. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not, I I mean, I think the way that the people are working in 2030, I think that it's going to go to more virtual stuff and less in office. People are, at restaurants, there's going to be less and less need for people. There's going to be no need for a person really at a restaurant. We're already watching kiosks, robots cook everything kiosks, for you. Robots, I got a robot making everything's uh, guacamole. Be, everything will be pre-made. It'll be inside of your freezer exactly. So, like, I don't see, I don't, I see that changing dramatically. Um, I see grocery stores changing dramatically. I see them going more towards the way all these operates. Less people in the store. You know what I'm saying? It, all these operates great, in my opinion. Yeah. So um, I think that is, things are going to be super more automated. I think people are going to have to learn more trades. I think that's going to be a huge calling. Um, I think that people who work in like our type of creative B2B type world, I don't think, I don't see much changing. Technology will change and we'll adapt to it and then use it as we see fit. Right. I mean, we're talking seven years. Yeah. Not much is going to change. I don't think unless there's some super breakthroughs, but I, I don't imagine it right now. Yeah. Um, other than that, uh, I hope that we, uh, I think when I hope we figure out a way to make people feel like they're working for a purpose and not just to pay the bills. Because when I talk to all of the people in my age group, besides the ones who went to Harvard and Yale, and they're still broke too, but you know, like the ones that are like at my level, we're all paycheck to paycheck. There is, all of us just would rather buy a RV and move to North Dakota and start a community. And that's the, that's gotta change. I don't know how to make that change, but the way that the money gets separated and then trickles down to us at the bottom is not fair. So the future of work, money, economics, that needs to change. Well, the thing that needs to change is first is they got to get inflation down. So, I mean, I sit there, I watch a a thing on TV and they're talking about the, they were questioning some people in front of Congress and they're like, Oh, you want to get rid of plastic? And they're like, 
the people were like, yeah, we want to get rid of plastic. And like, okay, well, your glasses, they're, they're made out of plastic. The front's made out of plastic. There's plastic in your clothing. So just don't understand. You want to find all, you know, you got to keep the price of gas down in this country. Okay. I've lived 63 years. I can tell you one thing. If the price of gas tomorrow went down to $2 a gallon, okay, the economy, it would take three to four months. The economy would improve drastically and all the prices of everything would come down. Your electric bill, how much you spend on gas. I mean, that's all great and, and hypothetic. Yeah, but I no, mean, I'm just saying that's, that's what not an answer. Be, I yeah. know, but I'm saying that's what needs to get done. Yeah. But you know, it's, it's difficult because, you know, in a restaurant, what's going to happen? You're going to go have a self-ordering kiosk. What's that? Or robots. People are going to go, they'll pay more money maybe to go eat at a restaurant that actually has waiters and it'll probably cost you an arm and a leg to eat there. Exactly. But you know, that's that, you know, we don't know how work is going to change, but you know, the more automation is going to cause problems and we need to switch up the education system to take care of that, to get people to do these trade jobs. Like the guy, Mike, the dirty jobs guy says, we need more people in, in these jobs that know how to do technical, know how to do technical type things. And people don't do those jobs. Like you call somebody, Oh, I need help to wire some stuff in the office. I called 10 people. I couldn't find anybody. I mean, it's ridiculous. Well, end up doing it ourselves. I mean, yeah, the future of work is up in the air. And I think uh, you and I both have a lot of different ideas of what that would look like. Um, but I don't know. You guys, you let us know what you think the future of work will look like in the next 10 years or by 2030. Let's just say yeah, by 2033, 10 years. What's what's work going to look like? Is everybody going to be working at home? Like, what are we going to all be doing? How's it gonna? How's it gonna all transpire? Maybe some industries will change, and some industries won't change. Indeed. Well, y'all, don't forget to like this video, smash the subscribe button, subscribe button, please, for us. Uh, share it to your friends and family and uh, your coworkers or whatever, whoever you think might uh, find this information useful. Thanks again for listening. Check in next week. Peace.